bid goodbye to Capital Radio listeners and say what a unique honour it has been to link up with such a prestigious and admirable radio station. And now it's time on Radioactive to join BBC Radio 4. And may we say what a unique honour it is to link up with such a prestigious and admirable <laughs> radio station. Today we talk to actor Sir John Leslie and look at his life and work to date. That's all in this week's edition of our biographical series, The Bio Show. <laughs> Yes, indeed. A great privilege for us this week to be joined by Sir John Leslie. Sir John, welcome. Thank you. Uh, perhaps we might begin with your childhood, Sir John. Yes, yes, why not? After all, I did. Quite. <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, you were not from a theatrical background, were you? No, no. My father was a garage mechanic. And your mother? Uh, no, she knew nothing about cars. <laughs> Uh, apart from which she was far too busy with her own job. Yes, uh, what was that? Uh, she slept with other men for money. <laughs> Your mother was a prostitute. How do you call my mother a prostitute? I'm sorry, I thought that's what... I've never been so insulted all my life. Uh, never mind, let's uh, skip your childhood, shall yes, we? And uh, move on to your days at acting school, which yes. is really where your career as such began. Now, you didn't go to RADA, did you? No, I went to an acting school that no longer exists, in fact, the London Academy of Dance and Institute of Dramatic Art, or La Didar, as it was known. <laughs> the early years... Your first break came quite out of the blue, didn't it? Uh, yes, it was a great thrill for me to be discovered like that and offered such a marvellous part for my debut on stage. Well, was it hard? Uh, yes, it was an extremely demanding role, but many people kindly said that it was a powerful and emotional performance. Well, we can judge for ourselves because we do have a very rare recording of that show. <laughs> well, of course, it is a little hard to pick you out of the 300 boys in that recording. <laughs> Uh, here's a contemporary from that show whom you've known for many years. The thing I remember most about him, and I knew him, I think, better than most people, and this is something that many people do not know about him, is that he was an actor. <laughs> I know that. You do? Yes. Most people know that, in fact. Do they? Yes. Oh, well, that's really all I know about him. <laughs> the War Years. Well, it was shortly after your stage debut, Sir John, that World War II broke out, and you chose to join the army. Yes. Well... <laughs> well ones to seek the truth, we spoke to General Charles Hampstead and asked him if you were a cowardly man. Sir John was not a cowardly man. Let me make that quite clear. Was he a good soldier then? Sir John was not a good soldier. That's something that ought to be clarified immediately. Was he a bad soldier then? Sir John was not a bad soldier. <laughs> I should like to make that absolutely plain. I see. Uh, was he an asset to your regiment, though? Sir John was in no way an asset to my regiment. I should like to make that even clearer than the fact that he was not a bad soldier. Was he in your regiment, in fact? Sir John was not in any sense in my regiment. 
It's absolutely imperative that that is made even clearer than the other facts that I have previously made clear. Did you then ever meet Sir John? I have never, ever <laughs> met anyone by the name of Sir John. Of all the facts that I've endeavoured to elucidate in the course of this conversation, that, above all, must be the one for which most effort is made in the attempt to render it clear. Are you a homosexual? Yes, I am. Well, during his years with the army, Sir John was allowed time off to make films for the war office. Their intention was to subtly instill the fighting spirit into the public subconscious. This is an excerpt from one of the most acclaimed films, If You Bump Into Jerry, Kick Him In The Groin. Back, bring back, oh, bring back my father to me, to me. Morning, Sarge. God save the king. Morning, James. Kill the Bosch. Mm. Just cop 17 of the Hun of Lahav. Good word, James. Cigarettes? No, thanks, Arch. They might damage my health. <laughs> I'm just off on a night raid to bomb Germany all on my own like a hero. Would you like me to look after your field, say, James? Haven't got one, Sarge. Got a dog, though. You could look after Blackie for me, Sarge. Glad to, James. By the way, Sarge, I won't be coming back. Oh, good show, James. <laughs> Remember, Sarge, when I don't come back, send the dog out onto the airfield to listen hopelessly for the drone of my engine. <laughs> Certainly, James. And Sarge. Yes, James. Don't feed Blackie. I understand. I'd like him to die of a broken heart. Well, you spent four years at Stalag Liebfrau. I wonder if you remember this voice. So, Sergeant Leslie, you escape again. Next time, we tie your legs together and pull out all your teeth, eh? <laughs> yes, oh, in yes. 1943, yes. you were the greatest of yes. enemies, but today, the greatest of friends. All the way from Germany, it's your old prison camp commandant, Otto von Bimler. Oh, oh hello, Otto. Hello, Johnny. How are you? <laughs> Not so bad. You look better than you did in 1943. <laughs> yes. Yes, you indeed. See, sometimes we didn't give them any food for two or three days. <laughs> Do you remember that, Julie? Uh, yes, yes, Especially when they were naughty and kept trying to escape. <laughs> Do, you... Do you remember, Johnny, the tunnel from Ahat? Oh, the tunnel from Ahat, Oh, yes, that was yes. very good fun. Yes. Johnny had dug this tunnel from Ahat, and it came up right in my office. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. What did you do? Well, the first people out of the tunnel, uh, they came out on the other side of my desk. <laughs> well, we all sat down and had a jolly good laugh, I can tell you. <laughs> and then? And then I had to shoot them all. <laughs> oh, happy well. days. And now... Oh. On Radio Active... Time for a commercial break. When you've got time on your hands, time to enjoy the passing of time. When you've a couple of months to spare and you want to be reminded of the way things used to be, send your letters by second class post. <laughs> Mm. 
Uh-oh, indigestion. Oh, yeah. Well, what you need is... Uh, hang on a minute. <laughs> what was it? Oh, I know what you mean. Uh, now, where'd I put it? It's uh, all right. I know where it is. Oh, it's not here. What is it? The, uh... You know. I know where it is, Mum. Hang on. Oh, I remember. Uh, where you put it. Put what? What are you talking to me? Who? What? Eh? I, I remember that's it. It is? What, what is? is? Uh, what you need is milk of amnesia. Uh, by the time you've remembered where it is, you'll have forgotten why you need it. It really works. What does? <laughs> Hello. It's you. Of course. I always knew we would meet again. It must be ten years. You are as beautiful now as the night we met. Please, let me get you a drink. Thank you. I'd like... No, don't tell me. <laughs> a glass of Saint-Emile brandy. With ice. You remember. <laughs> I remember everything. That first night, you drank Saint-Emile with ice. <laughs> I wonder why. Well, I... No, don't tell me. <laughs> you are an Englishwoman. You have to have the warmth of the French brandy to melt the ice in your heart. No, I have to be pissed to get off with a slimy little frog like you. <laughs> We'll uh, carry on with uh, more of your experiences presently, Sir John, but for the moment it's time for your first record, Please. and uh, you've asked for the second movement of Beethoven's Sixth Symphony, yes. uh, the Pastoral Symphony conducted yes. by Sir Charles Goodwin with the London Symphony Orchestra. Yes, uh, Well, unfortunately we don't have that particular recording, uh, so instead, here's a track off the latest UB40 album. <laughs> have as our guest actor Sir John Leslie. Well, now your part in the West End hit, Not On Your Wife, was that of Roger Mitchell, a London barrister. Yes, well, we have someone on the line now, in fact, who was in that production with you. I wonder if you can recognise him. Hello. Hello. Hello, Johnny out of Pink Balloons. <laughs> uh, good Lord, is it, it's not Jack Ridley, is it? No. <laughs> Oh, uh, try uh, again, Johnny. Remember that night you forgot the panties, eh? eh? Uh, it's Simon. Simon Drake, I don't believe it. No, uh, no, 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 no. Oh, Yeah. Uh, uh, how's the dicky finger, eh? Uh, the dicky finger? Um, yeah. Oh, it's Jerry. It's Jerry, isn't Jerry Moore? No, no, oh, no, no. It's Alan, Johnny. Alan Waddock. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Alan. Yeah, remember me? Yes. Yes, of course. How, how are you? How fine, are you? fine, fine. 
Good. Yeah. How's, um, how's work? Oh, well, you know me, Johnny, ain't ya? <laughs> yeah, I haven't a clue, actually. Yeah. Here, 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 give my love to Reggie and Gerald. Yes, and mine to, um... Yeah, Deirdre? Yes, give my love to Deirdre, yes. Yeah. Any children yet? No, 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 but she's only six. Of course, yeah. of course. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's probably more likely to be puppies, really, with her being a dog, Yes, 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 yes. Well, well, thank you for calling. Right, bye now. Bye, yes. Well, a little bit of nostalgia um, there for you, Sir John. And looking at the programme for that show, it's no surprise that you have such fond memories of Alan Waddock, because I notice he's down as playing the part of Man Behind Bar. Well, that little Wilk! Oh. Radioactive! I think the, um, the thing that most impressed me about Sir John was his amazing ability to lose himself in his part, his script, and on the way to the theatre. He was one of the most lost actors we ever had. But uh, when you did manage to get him on stage, he was capable of being tremendously impressive. I remember when we were doing The Cherry Orchard, he made a most dramatic entrance, sweeping through the door and slowly surveying everybody else on stage with a wild look in his eyes and then suddenly stepping back out of the room without a word. Wonderful. Not really. He'd come on in the wrong scene. <laughs> I believe one of the foremost influences on your career was the old actor-manager, Sir Donald Stuffy, who Stuffy, offered yes. you a good deal of advice. Oh, he's a marvellous man, been in the theatre for over 40 years. What did he say to you? Oh, well, I remember he said, never try and put both feet down the same leg of a pair of tights. Mm -hmm. <laughs> marvellous Did he man. give you uh, any advice of a non-theatrical nature? Yes, he once said, uh, always remember that tomorrow is what today was yesterday. <laughs> I've often thought about that, you know. But perhaps my biggest regret is that he never finished giving a piece of advice that he started to give me on his deathbed. What was it? Well, I remember he propped himself up on one elbow and looking me in the face, he said, Johnny, never go on the stage. And then he died? No, then he went out to the shops. <laughs> he didn't die for another five years, but I never found out what he was going to say. Then came your third stab at the role of Hamlet, uh, perhaps your most controversial rendering. Oh, uh, yes, yes. The Noel Coward interpretation. That's right. My Lord Hamlet. Horatio, or I too forget myself? The same, my Lord. I am very glad to see you. My Lord, how is Denmark? Very rank, Denmark. I rather thought it might be. How is your father? Very dead. How very beastly for you. Yes, it is a little tiresome. Tell me, have you seen the battlements by moonlight, Horatio? No, my lord. They say they're very grand by moonlight, the battlements. Are they? Like a biscuit box. I always thought they might be. My father's ghost can be seen quite often walking the battlements by moonlight. How is the ghost? Very white, the ghost. I rather thought so. And you? Very melancholy, me. To be or not to be, that is the question. Whether it is nobler in the mind to suffer or to take arms against a sea of troubles. Cigarette. Thank you. <laughs> you know, 
a lot of old actors, when he started to enjoy success, found him a little cocky. But to me, I have to say that he always behaved like an absolute shit. Well, our thanks there to Dame Peggy Bodice for her contribution. <laughs> Sir John's foreign period. Now, around the early 70s, you decided to turn your back on the British film industry and move abroad. Yes. You went to Germany, where you made a film with German New Wave director Klaus Fatbender. Yes, that's right. Yes. I played a lunatic in his film of Marat Sad. Yes, and we have a clip here of you rehearsing your main scene with Fatbender. Oh, action! Oh, I am a teapot. Oh, I am a teapot. More madness. More, yeah. more madness. Yes, yes. Yeah, you more. should be more mad. First answer. Yes, 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 I see. That, that, that wasn't, wasn't quite mad enough for you then. Just, just be more mad, yeah? Be more mad, yes, of course. Yeah. Yes, more mad. Action! Oh, I'm a teapot. No, no! No, 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 this is not mad, no! No? No, no, Nick! No, Nick, mad at all, no! Oh, I thought he was quite mad. No, no you I'm... must be mad, 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 look! I am a teapot, so! Yeah! Right. No yes. inhibitions. They're completely mad this time. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. Great. Action. Completely mad. No inhibitions. Yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm a teapot. Nine, 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 nine. I am a teapot. I am a teapot. Yeah. I am a teapot. I am a teapot. I am a teapot. I am a teapot. But in 1976, you surprised many people by appearing in an Italian film directed by Falanti. That's right. <laughs> Good. I gather that Falanti doesn't speak any English. Uh, do you speak Italian? No. no. Uh, but you had no difficulty communicating. No, no, we got on famously. Oh, si. Che gioia travarare con Sir John Leslie. Oh, yes. It was a great honor to work with Sir John Leslie. Dai, Sardi, arrivederci Melano, il primo grande film che ho diretto He was the star of the first big film I've directed, Arrivederci Milano. Che sempre non finito. Which unfortunately never got finished. Ma Sir John era d'una temperamenta di grande prima donna. But Sir John was a great actor in film. Per me, un impossibile bastardi. And I had a great respect for him as a person. Amava la dolce vita. Ogni volta diceva, John risponda, I have to go and lie down now. Bastardi. Uh, he was always a very hard worker on the set. <laughs> and uh, all best wishes to your family. This is the bio show! Uh, 
One actor who you knew very well at that time is now resident in America, Albert Courtney. And although he can't be with us in the studio today, we do have him on the line from his home in California. Hello. Hello. Is that Albert Courtney? Yes, who's that? I have <laughs> Sir John Leslie here to talk to you. Doesn't sound like Sir John Leslie. No, this is an adapter from Radioactive. You've never heard of me, but it doesn't matter. Why are you pretending to be Sir John Leslie? Uh, I'm not. You don't even sound like him. Look, you talk to him, Sir John. He goes, uh, Albert. Ah, that sounds more like him. Who are you, anyway? This is Johnny. Oh, yes. No, who is it, really? It's Johnny. No, I don't think so. This is some kind of hoax, isn't it? No. Is this like Candid Camera? Where are you? Behind the French windows? Uh, listen, uh, Albert. All right, fellows, game's over. You can come out now. Uh, look, this is Sir John Leslie. Yes, and I'm the Pope. Now go and crush it. What? I beg your pardon. Bye-bye. Well, you uh, said earlier you weren't very keen on popular music, Sir John, and that links us nicely into our next record, which is one of the noisiest and least tuneful bands around today. Oh, oh my God. Uh, I'm afraid um, you mustn't take your headphones off, Sir John, you get feedback. Oh. Uh, it's the chart-topping winners of the Nafist Video Award for the third year running, Durham Durham. <laughs> Expensive videos, what makes a record sell? How much you spend on it, the only way to tell Over two billion pounds, and you should do fairly well This one costs 27 quid, but oh, what the hell So it's standing in a sunset on a beach Five suntan wallies is enough to make you reach. Boats on horizons, the wind blowing through our hair. It may look like Rio, but it's a Western Superman. <laughs> Expensive videos with a lot of colored snakes. Add some newts and lizards and some foreign-looking lakes Forget the song, the snakes will sell the thing for you They don't only look quite good, but they sing backing vocals too Sir John, you've received two Oscars, one for your performance as the latently homosexual Lance Corporal in From Here to Peebles, <laughs> the second for your Oscar-winning acceptance speech, and we have an extract from that speech now. Speechless. 
Uh, I'm moved and humbled by this award. I, I must just, while I'm here, thank Reggie for his support and his guidance. <laughs> My parents, Joan and Gordon, and their friends, the Johnsons. <laughs> you know, uh, I'm reminded of a passage from the Bible, Genesis chapter 3, verse 11. And Ahab begat Mary, and Mary begat Abraham, and John begat Josh, and Josh begat Zeb, and There followed a lengthy recital by Sir John from the Bible, including the entire books of Genesis, Deuteronomy, and three-quarters of the New Testament. The only section of the speech that was questioned by the critics was the passage that came to be known as Sir John's Non-Sequiturs, delivered late Friday afternoon. Four ounces of flour, one lightly grilled chop, two ounces of orange rind, a liberal spilling of brandy, gas mark five or four hundred fifty degrees for two hours, serve the side salad, pick a card, any card, memorize it, put it back in the pack, three of spades, am I right? There's no point packing in the middle of the defense against Portsmouth, get a man wide. Sir John then juggled for 45 minutes whilst balancing a broom on his nose, then mistakenly reread four sections of his speech twice over, and finally thanked the Academy and accepted the Oscar on behalf of the world. 17 days later, at 4.30am Tuesday the 3rd of April. During the course of the speech, four of the audience died from natural causes, seven committed suicide, eight couples were married, three were divorced, and five women gave birth. Here's Sir Johnny! Well, that just about uh, brings us up to date, Sir John, and sadly to the end of our bio show for this week. Many thanks for joining us. Thank you. And, of course, good luck with your current projects, because, uh, as people will know, you're still very active these days. Yes. Well, I think my experiences in the course of a long, varied career have taught me uh, that I derive most artistic satisfaction from doing what I most enjoy. And I suppose at this stage in my life, I'm fortunate to be able to choose the sort of work I do. Uh, yes, indeed. And we, in fact, to finish, have a recording of you in rehearsal only last week. Now, Sir John, you've seen it all, remember? I mean, you're a man of the world, so there's a touch of resignation. But on yes. the other hand, yes. you're determined and ruthless. So there Which, is that okay. underlying bitterness, okay? Right. So it's reserve and resentment, yes. indifference, but a service. Yes, okay. Right, <clears throat> off you go. Try McDougall's hamburgers. <laughs> Radioactive was performed by Helen Atkinson, Ward Angus Deaton, Jeffrey Perkins, Philip Pope and Michael Fenton Stevens. Music was by Steve Brown and Philip Pope and the programme was written by Jeffrey Perkins and Angus Deaton with additional material by Murray Hunter, John Doherty, John Cantor, Helen Murray, Nick Wilton and the producer Jamie Ricks. That was Radioactive's bio show. Sir John Leslie is a national theatre player and is currently appearing in Festival of Erotica at the Raymond Review Bar. <laughs>